Did you bring my magic? Jamie had been close to falling asleep in the back seat. His mother had shifted the car into reverse with the decisive, deep-bellied thunk that Jamie felt in his bones and had backed out the driveway and headed off. Jamie was warm finally, surrounded by all the stuff she'd packed around him, the car heater blasting, and before they'd gone very far at all, he was drifting off to sleep, dreams sneaking up on him without his even knowing, when suddenly he spoke, and with a real urgency, too. Did you bring my magic? Yes, his mother answered him right away. It's in the bag. How quickly her one word stopped the ferocious pounding in his heart. She had put the magic book and tricks in the bag. She had caught the baby. They were on their way to Earl's. His mother said so when she finally got in the car, and Jamie once again drifted off towards sleep. He must have slept because they arrived at Earl's place in Stark impossibly soon, as if Earl lived next door to Van, which he didn't. It was the gravel of Earl's U-turn driveway crunching under the tires that jostled Jamie awake again. Waking up, back to sleep, waking, sleeping, the whole night long, it felt like, and his mother saying, I hope he hasn't got other company. Nin kept on sleeping, even when Jamie's mother picked her up out of her car seat and they climbed the steps to Earl's apartment. Now that it didn't matter, Jamie thought, now that it was all right for her to cry her head off, there wasn't a peep out of her. Jamie was holding a pillow, and his mother was holding Nin and a blanket and her purse. She knocked a good, solid knock on Earl's door, and they waited. After a little while, she knocked again, and they heard him rustling around inside, coming toward the door. Just who did Jamie think was going to open that door? Earl, he knew. He knew that it was Earl who was coming. He knew that. But who was Earl? A lot of the time, Jamie thought, or at least hoped, that Earl was his father. His mother had told him flat out that he wasn't, that Earl was not Jamie's father, he was her best friend. They'd been babies together, but plenty of times that made no difference. He liked Earl, and he liked the idea that Earl was his father. Sometimes he thought that Earl was his mother's brother, which would have made Earl his uncle, and that would have been fine too. For the most part, Earl was just Earl. And that's who opened the door. Just Earl, fresh out of bed with his hair frizzled and sticking up in the back, his blue jeans pulled on and zipped but not snapped around his waist, and no shirt. What? he called out when he was close to the door, and then again, What? when he opened it, but the second time when he saw who it was, that it was Patty, his what turned scared. It's okay, Patty said. She put her hand up as if she were stopping traffic. We're just here. Jamie didn't think that explained much, but it seemed to do something for Earl, who didn't ask anything else, just told him to come on in. I'll put on coffee, he said, and Patty nodded and said, Let me get the kids down first. It was definitely on the morning side of night now, more light than it was dark, and Jamie wasn't sure about going back to sleep again. Hadn't the day started once and for all? And weren't they at Earl's? He didn't sleep at Earl's. He watched TV there in the big chair and drank Cokes and ate cheese doodles or he went outside with Earl and handed him tools when Earl was working on trucks or bucket loaders or caterpillars or he practiced his magic tricks at the kitchen table, but he didn't sleep at Earl's. His mother headed straight toward the pull-out couch, though, in Earl's tiny living room right off the kitchen. She carefully set Nin down on the lazy boy and then tossed the cushions off the couch and yanked out the mattress. The bed squeaked a lot and the mattress was thin and seemed inclined to stay folded. But she pressed it down and took the pillow from Jamie's hand and tossed it on the bed and threw down the blanket she had brought in. She nodded to Jamie by way of invitation and told him, Go to sleep. 
She had a way of making things sound simpler than they sometimes were or felt. She lifted Nin off the chair and put her on the bed and said to Jamie, Go ahead now. Jamie crawled onto the mattress, slightly disappointed, even though he was deeply tired and wanted nothing more than sleep. Nin had never woken up at all. Jamie could see into the kitchen from where he lay, could see Earl at the stove making coffee in the spotted blue enamel pot, and his mother sitting at the table. Jamie smelled the brewing coffee and stared at the legs of the kitchen table and his mother's legs. She called them toothpicks because she thought they were so skinny. He saw a ribbon of her cigarette smoke curl up toward the overhead light with the string pull hanging down from it. He thought he would just close his eyes and listen. He could do that. He didn't have to go to sleep. He liked the sound of their voices, low, liked listening with his eyes closed, and the familiar smells of coffee and cigarette smoke. Once again, a Christmassy feeling came over him, of being up late, of getting to fall asleep in a different place, near the grown-ups, a sense of things, however temporary, being truly different. He remembered the bag of toys, remembered that his mother had brought his magic.